0: And welcome back to Top Shelf, a guide to high-quality leadership, spirits... And everything in between. You're in like radio mode in my head, everybody. Clint's back in yes. the lab. We are back. back baby. Season 3, episode 10. Yeah, this is it. This we is the did. last this episode. Is last episode of season 4, so we're going go yeah. yeah. to go out with a bang. Season 3, episode 10. We're going to go out with a bang in this episode. pa yeah. Pa-pa-pa-pa! Guns are are blazing here. Uh, We have uh, some discussions around uh, leading through adversity. Clint's going to unlock us through what I've been talking about for the last month or so uh, with his transition. We'll get deep into it and we'll kind of... A little bit of an interview, but rolling it into leadership um, skills and and how you navigated through it.
1: Not my sex change, just my
0: my life in transition. Life in transition. We'll talk about the sex change in another another episode. And then we're going to talk about hosting team events or Mm off-sites. I've been to some terrible ones, so I really want to give you guys some pointers on what to look for and how to plan one. Yeah, absolutely. Have you been to any good ones? Oh, i've been to some good ones yeah okay yeah perfect. some good ones yeah. yeah where we were all engaged and having fun and, and awesome. actually it was actually a team builder yeah uh and our cocktail du jour mm-hmm. to wrap this up as springtime is almost upon us the coconut chili margarita Margarita. i love, oh, it. I love yeah. margaritas and um so we got our Calzadores Blanco sitting here, just, mm-hmm. just staring me in the face with this big mm, bottle, just sitting here. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna jump into our current event. Uh, something news worthy in Canada. I don't think it's not so much in the U.S., but it was uh, kind of a high priority, high alert. For Canadian and Canadian news in general, so Bell Canada um, decided that they were going to be they they call, they, they call it divesting forty five of the radio stations and then uh, doing about forty eight hundred to five thousand um, layoffs um, for their workforce. Why is that important? Hmm. Right, and, yeah. and that we'll roll that back to. Those 45 radio stations are uh, impactful and insightful for news in, in regions. And so most of those radio stations, unfortunately, are kind of west coast uh, yeah. located. Columbia, yeah. And they, they impact um, the economy, but they also impact the ability for the journalism and the news people in region to be able to report on local news.
1: Yeah, well, and that's it. And it's not just uh, radio stations. It's uh, time slots for TV stations, TV stations CTV TV, yep. news. So almost all of CTV news uh, in their time slots are being canceled, which is incredible if you think about that. It's local news throughout all of Canada.
0: So Bell, Bell claims that there's it's not a viable business anymore and things have changed. Is it because of the Internet? Is it because of... I guess, TikTok news and everyone has a camera. So everyone's being creative with news. Where does everyone get their news from now? Is it like they're not Fox News? It's not CNBC. So do do are people getting less news? Or are people listening to less radio and really just paying for streaming services? You know...
1: I, you know well, I don't have the numbers exactly in front of me but I know the amount of revenue they made or the profit they made last year they lost that same amount just in their media division and it's yeah. you know, tens or hundreds of millions of dollars and my my thought is that it's a loss in advertisement revenue. I think it was forty something million dollars. Right,
0: you're funneling it into the radio stations.
1: And- yeah, and so I think that you know that's like a that's a sinking ship. They've got lots of holes there, and they're trying to probably patch it up. And they're like, well, we're putting all this money in, but we're not getting anything back because everything's online now, and advertisers are going elsewhere. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it could be to. I mean, I hate to say it. It could be just just. A- from a bell back East perspective. And that's where their central organization is. They just don't have the desire or accountability to, to manage it out West. And they want to focus their business on elsewhere. And, and there's nothing wrong with them making that decision other than the fact that now the, the Canadian government is upset. Both David Eby and Justin Trudeau, our good friend, Justin, that you know we sometimes divulge into, but he, Justin Trudeau called it a garbage decision, right?
1: Yeah, so so I think it was just last in 2023 that Canada struck a deal with Google for 100 million dollars, um, and that was to, to to help offset some of the the losses for you know the CRTC and, and the regulatory body. Um, so Bell Canada or BCE, uh, their big concern is, and they're they're blaming the poor regulatory environment, i.e. the CRTC, that they applied to last year in 2023 to get some of that 100 million dollars, and they were declined. So I think not only. Is it them saying like, "Well, if you're not going to help us, we're pulling the plug on this pr- on on local news"? But also, um, you know, it's like I said, it's a, it's a sinking ship. Like, I get it. If I'm a local news broadcaster and I just lost my job, or I'm one of the 4,800 people, or I'm somebody that likes ctv news i'm thinking well you need to restructure your business you also you need to be profitable yeah but uh, but the funny thing is is bell canada uh raised their dividends again this year for the 20th year in a row and everybody every stockholder got paid out and they were still profitable as a business they just would have been double profitable if the division would have would have been successful they're
0: forecasting and they're projecting and so yeah they're, they're cutting their losses you know, I guess these radio stations can be purchased up or run independent and, mm-hmm. and try to figure out, navigate their own way back. The sad part is those radio stations were probably independent and working away for the years. And then Bell's like, well, let's just acquire them. Yeah, that's exactly what And happened. then acquire and keep acquiring. And now they're not as profitable as well needs them to be and now you spin them back off and fire these people so they have to restart their lives absolutely you know and and i guess that's where the government's upset is they they feel as though you're losing independent journalism in region
1: yeah
0: and so now you're in in order for you to collect or get news or listen to the radio it's going to be the large broadcasting stations that are most likely going to be in the east or forcefully that you're not listening to what you you want to hear your or the views in your region that you want to hear
1: yeah so the total is 24 ctv broadcasts are canceled yeah, a lot. Uh, nationwide which is incredible and you know it's the the sour part for me is this comes only eight months after massively offset bell already so it's already been a big usually it's cyclical and it's every couple of years the structure yeah but man, it just happened. And so these people are probably sitting back a little bit going, okay, like it just happened. I survived the big wave. You know how it feels. You've been through a few yourself. Yep. And then eight months, it's like, boom, there's the letter on the desk. It's like, your time your, to go. Pack your shit. You're done. Yeah. Yes. Here's Uh-oh.
0: your here's your package. Yeah. And uh, no real good time to do it ever, no. honestly. But it's big business. It's just part of the cyclical. And we are in a recession um, we'll 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 get into the whole concept or idea of you know the unemployment rate and that fictitious number that we keep hearing about yeah, you know but sure. uh, that's not that's not this episode no so we're gonna drop pull the plug pull the pin put a pin put a pin in, put a pin in that's that saying. That's we're going we, oh, we're, we're saying. gonna we're gonna do everything we want this this is final episode yeah we're yeah, having it up. we're having bullets um uh, Old fashioned cocktail, pre-mixed. We're not even drinking beers right now. We're we're going deep. Yeah, top Real shelf for top shelf in it. Top shelf, and I think we're doing that to unlock this next moment, yeah, right? Yeah. The, I need so, some liquid courage. Yeah, we're leading through <laughs> adversity, um, the crescendo, and we've been kind of leading up to it, kind of secretly for the last uh, month or so, and so uh, Clint you know you're going through a little bit of personal things and uh you're you're heading into a separation innocent yeah I'm in a separation yeah, yeah. oh sorry yeah, you're, yeah, yes yeah. you're heading Literally in separated. but you're in a separation and yeah you know your uh, ability or your growth over the last you know x years um how have you utilized your i would say leadership i want to say leadership skills but skills in general of managing um you know your motions through this because this is obviously a difficult time. Uh, you have you have two children. You're you're kind of working your way through this with, um, but I, from the uh, inside looking out, you, you seem to be doing quite well, and and it's it's amicable. It's
1: am- definitely amicable, yeah. And you know, obviously, it's not perfect. It's it, it's been a rough ride to get to this point. Uh, where do I begin? Yeah. I could I sum it up to one leadership ability? Probably not. It's probably a combination of so many that I've learned over the years that that have made me the man I am today. That I, you know, you take leadership skills and you apply them at work, but you also apply them into your personal life. Yep. Uh, the one thing we really wanted to focus on here was, you know, it's not just about me; it's about it's about us. It's about it's about the family, mm-hmm. um, primarily the, the children. We wanted to make sure our kids were in a good spot. Made sure that they understood why mom and dad uh, were are separating. Yep. Uh, the fact that we we are friends, it's amicable. Uh, we're doing this ultimately for our our own happiness and for future happiness, uh, and and for their happiness, right? And we wanted them to be involved in the decision making. So you know, if we take it to a leadership standpoint, I think that's a key thing to focus on. Is whenever you're making a big decision, whether it's in your personal life or or at work. Uh, involve your team. Involve the people that's going to impact. Make them have a voice. Make them feel like they're being heard. And it and it change management is a son of a bitch in mm. it, at work and in your personal life. It's it can be ten times. That harder. times
0: yeah. That time sounds gonna say.
1: It. So what made it. A lot more palatable for, for us and for our family is that we had them engaged in everything. We didn't lie to them. We didn't, obviously, they don't know all the, minute, the finite the details, details, of, details. Yeah, of of everything. And we kept our differences aside. And, and when the kids weren't around, we, we hashed those things out and we were able to work through some things that were a little dicey. But uh, as long as the kids, or as far as the kids were concerned, mom and dad were talking. We were in a good spot. We're both happy. We're going to be even happier now that we are separated. And, and that was the message and that was what we were delivering and, and you know, it's gone over fairly well, to be honest. Yeah.
0: Did you, do you need to, so from the steps of it to do you bring in outside third parties to help you with the agreements, the engagement? Like, how, how did you go about it? Some people bring in lawyers and they have yeah. this big attack dog team there's or did you of, guys... A lot of
1: tools, yeah. There's a lot of tools that the Canadian government gives you. Um, we went through... So, first off, we didn't think we needed anybody. We're like, we got this because it's Amazon. You thought it was good talking. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And things were good. And then you get to um, a lot of just little details around schedule and childcare and, child care and uh, the financial side of things yeah. and, and how are we going to move forward with that. And then it gets a little dicey. So, we did reach out to, uh, I think it's called the Justice Department uh, through Service Canada. Okay. And they provide a free service. And the service is basically... Uh, uh, not legal counsel but it's a counsel or like a arbitrator kind of that will meet with you individually and then as a group and just walk you through they don't technically give you advice they just make sure that you guys don't go off the rails and they keep things kind of civil they also provide you with all the information you need the legality side of things that if you don't come to a consensus on how to move forward yep Within your separation agreement and the divorce, then they give you all the information you need on how to proceed further. So if you want to get a lawyer and go to the courts, then they will they will guide you through that. But they're more of a guide guide system.
0: So Is there a cost associated? Zero, zero, zero cost. cost. Zero so cost you can just, though. and do, do you go separately or go together? How does that work?
1: So initially you, you do an intake separately. So you okay. want to get both sides of your yeah. story and you're dealing with the same individual and then you meet as, as a group. They'll help you process your separation agreement, which is quite a lengthy document. You can do that by yourself too online. It's it's quite easy. It's about a 20-minute process. It costs you about 40 bucks, and you just need to have it. You don't even need to have it notarized. You just need a, a witness to sign it. Um, you and your partner both sign it, and then a witness signs it. We were stuck on one thing out of that entire agreement, and that's why we had to go to this uh partner Arbitrator. Partner. Yeah. yeah. But... They helped us through that, and we got to a point where now we have a we have a legal separation agreement. We have dates. We have uh, child care payments. We have all that kind of solidified. Mm-hmm. The one thing with Trish and I is that we agreed again. Kids are involved, but we also wanted the kids to make decisions on where they wanted to live, how much time they wanted to spend with each parent, what made the most sense, um, and not where they wanted to live, like which house, like what neighborhood. You know, they're even looking at well, they got friends they have
0: yeah. team sports they have school exactly you yeah. don't want to interrupt the the family cycle well that's it it's already interrupted it's already you,
1: know, <clears throat> you don't di- make it worse it's already disturbed yeah. yeah so we did everything in our power to mitigate that damage and again having them involved and making sure that they you know even when trish and the kids are going to move to a new place and, and she's going to have primary care out now i'm going to have secondary care um on a percentage basis, that might even be 51% to 49%. It doesn't really matter. I'm still considered secondary care. So she's going to have the primary residence. I'm, I'm letting her take most of the furniture, most of the knickknacks. I want to make house. it comfortable. That's exactly So that there yeah.
0: isn't a huge transition. Yeah, so when the kids move into the new spot, it, yeah.
1: it feels like home still to them. You know, you get the Xbox, you get the Nintendo, you get all that stuff. Just take it. I want you guys to feel like you're at home. I'll re- rebuild on my end, and then my spot's going to be more of a landing pad for them. Whenever they want to come over, doesn't matter if it's seven nights a week or f- for four months. Like they'll have a spot yep. there, mm-hmm. but it's going to be—it's
0: not going to be their permanent. Home their permanent first. home. Yeah, yeah. It's a it, yeah. It's a visiting kind of home for the time being until they get. A customer or comfortable with it and then exactly. they reach a certain age right and then yeah. they can make decisions on where they want to reside right totally yeah. yeah 18 19 i think one of the, one of those two uh, they're on that, that legal age is and that, yeah exactly yeah. So. okay and so um, the emotional levels so you're managing people and you're managing so do you uh, in your opinion as a leader um, as you're going through this, do you let your team know, hey, everybody, I'm going to be a little bit dissident because I'm going through uh, a divorce? Or do you kind of hold it back a little bit and, and just try to throw up um, kind of a wall or a shield around you to say, hey, I'm it's, just I'm working on something?
1: It's interesting. It, it it really depends. Right. So, you know, if I compare it to my my work environment, you want to be open and transparent with your team so for me my team is not just my family my immediate family it's my close friends like yourself yeah. uh, people that impact my life on a regular basis i let them know kind of everything so that they know what's going on and if i do hit a low i've got a support system in place for myself but, yeah, it, to the parents from the hockey team and the guy. They all know. They, they all know, but they don't know all the details. Right. And there is a bit of a shield there. And it's kind of, you know, you don't want false... Uh, what is it gratitude or false uh, pity from people that you're not really that close with you know that that type of feeling where you start to talk about your life and you're like does this person even really care like why am I even telling them you know right so 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 there are some walls there you put those up but if somebody asked me like hey what's going on fully transparent uh we gave that that leeway to the kids as well like tell your friends tell everybody it's totally fine whatever you guys need to help deal with it be open and honest about it, because the more you are, the probably easier it is for you to digest and to get through. Yep. So, yeah,
0: yeah, I, yeah. You don't want to tell them too much, but you do want to let your team in the business know too, because. Ultimately, you don't want to be the guy that's making the decisions yeah. based on where your emotional state is. So you almost want to have that barrier where you have a secondary person aware totally. and, and kind of taking your finger away from the red button, right? Yeah. You don't want to be the guy that's going through a divorce, having a bad day, and I'm going to push the red button because I'm, I'm angry and I can't control, regulate my emotions. Yeah, You need that you need someone within the organization to know what's going on.
1: You need somebody in your corner and, and you know, if, if I'm comparing it to, to being a leader, it'd be your, probably your successor, right? Yep. Or, or, or your mentoring. or Yeah, exactly. Yep. You know, that's the person that you're, you're going to fall back on. They're going to, they're going to know probably 90% of what's going on. There's still a little bit of a buffer there that you kind of keep to yourself. There's some skeletons in the closet or things that, you know, you that are ultra personal that you don't really let, let them know. But, um, you know with me on my personal side of things I'm an open book you know that I'm very I tell you how it is I tell you how I feel I'm I'm not afraid of sharing my emotions you know I'll I'll hug you and I'll cry if if, if that's how I feel Mm -hmm. but at the same time you know when you're going through something like this you don't want to burden other people with your problems you know like sometimes you're like well this is my problem I don't need it to be your problem I'm good let's just move forward so i guess that's i don't know what i'm trying to say there but that's kind of
0: how i feel yeah, most you're, of the time. you're still open but honest exactly you're trying to be authentic with your team you don't want to be like i said making career decisions or structural decisions under the kind of the pressures and people totally. people will be able to tell too because you, yeah, your yeah, regulation yeah. at the office or in a boardroom will fluctuate right absolutely um, yeah, yeah and you yeah. can be drained um mentally drained just from stress yeah. of you know there's a lot going on you have kids uh wives you know, your life is changing at a rapid rate and so when you said to me it's, it's it's a 20 minute paperwork you could file all this and it could be done 15 years of marriage could be unwound in a 20 minute document like, yes. it's incredible it's essentially, incredible
1: essentially yeah yeah you know fit like the actual divorce you cannot apply for a divorce until you've been separated legally for a year. In so, Canada, so you unless go one
0: year of separation yes. and then now, then after that you apply for uh, exactly, a divorce yeah I think you can
1: probably pre-apply but yeah it needs to be a there's a one-year grace period because I imagine there's lots of people that get back oh they get back together or, um, so or unless unless there's uh, physical abuse or like adultery something like that then okay. that's that they they push you through right away but it goes all the way to the Supreme Court of Canada which I thought was an amazing every thing. every door. every single divorce in Canada goes
0: to the Supreme Court which mm. I find totally amazing. But yeah. how how does the Supreme Court have enough time? Right? Yeah. It seems like that's, divorce is like the... <laughs> it's Canada. I don't know. Maybe there's not enough time. It's like divorce now. Divorce is like going to get ch- uh, Skittles from 7-Eleven. They're, yeah. they're rampant. Yeah, like, it's, it's picking up. It's picking up. But, you know, to me, I
1: thought that was the most amazing thing when I was dealing with um, our arbitrator and she said that to me. I actually said to her, I'm like, are you serious? Like all divorces? And she's like, yeah. I'm like... That seems like a tremendous waste of resources. Like, could that just be handled by lawyers or a judge? Oh, hey, here's here's something. I'm thinking. Yeah.
0: Always on. I'm, I'm a. What about an AI robot? Boom. There's no more judge. It's just an AI. Just collects the data, collects the details. Boom, spits it up. Yeah. On paper. Yeah. Thirty seconds. Totally. An, an AI judge. Oh, <laughs> Elon Musk's uh, robot three judge. Yes. Oh, Judge Dredd. Elon Just Dredd sure. Elon Lund- Dread, yeah. E- yeah, played by so, S- Sylvester Stallone. Oh, the <laughs> voice of Sylvester. He's too old now. Oh, yeah, he's he's old, he's, yeah. yeah he's, his voice. He's uh, yeah, so you know what? That I mean. That's it.
1: Obviously, there's a lot more going on. There's a lot of things that we could talk about. But, but yeah, you're model, you're
0: making it through this. Uh, yeah. You're uh, we've been, I guess, talking about this uh, for, uh, let's see here. Two months? Two months or so? Yeah. And uh, we've kind of alluded to it. I wanted to bring everyone in. Hey, this is a transition. He's not going from uh, a male to a female. Not that type of transition. But this was a transition just in in life in general. Going from uh, being fully married with children to being um, single and ready to mingle. But really also looking to personally reflect back on your life a little bit to make... A different decisions or kind of finding that your grace period of, you know,
1: well, I'm totally comfortable talking about it on this platform and for, for the listeners as well. And, you know, the one thing I didn't want to get into was like the, why, like, why no, are enough no, 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 but, but to tie it into leadership. Absolutely. I think it's an important piece. And, you know, this, this life changing event that I've gone through has been one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. You know, if I, I don't think there's anything in my career that I've ever done that is as hard as this. Uh, having that conversation with my children you know, and, and letting them know that mom and dad are not going to be together anymore. There will be no other harder conversation than that moving forward in my life and there has never been anything harder to be prior to that, but I made it through and I used my leadership skills uh, whether it was consciously or subconsciously they absolutely helped me and I thought it was, you know, if I reflect back now it's, it, it, it's yeah. a huge accomplishment.
0: That you were able to to work your way through it, do research, find the avenues find the people to help you get through it Mm -hmm. i mean all those all those things are part of being a leader right so navigating the roadmap kind of by yourself yeah right because you ultimately don't want to, didn't want to phone a lawyer to figure everything out and send you a ten thousand dollar bill exactly yeah Yeah. bill by the hour okay for sure all right hey if we'll continue the journey uh you know we're we're, we'll check we're long from gone, but we'll, we'll have a check-in um, later down the path. We're going to drop the hammer on that. We're going to shift gears. Yeah. We're going from second gear to fifth. We're, we're grinding them. <laughs> we're we're grinding. halfway through this bottle of bourbon. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. low RPM. We're going from bourbon to margaritas in a bit. This is going to be incredible. Yeah, I'm sticking on the couch. Yeah, it's going to be a rough morning. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of shit to do. Mm-hmm. Um Hosting team events yeah. uh, and offsites—we we used to call those offsites, right? Uh, I've been to some amazing ones. I've been to some ones that fell really flat, and I actually left some of them going, "Why did I spend my time doing this? And did I learn? Or, and, did did I come out of that better as a person or worse? And did uh, I question my career? Yeah, did I, I with enjoy? The right oh yeah, that's totally yeah. those. Yeah. And, and so, why I want to kind of wrap our heads around. You know, having those offsites, and from a leadership perspective, yeah. I'm talking about hosting those events.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, where do we focus our time, and what is the goal? Like, it, if it, if the goal is you just want to talk, and I've been to these, and I'll touch on it a little bit. But if you want to just take your team with you to show you how good you are, yeah. and not hear their voices, that's a terrible offsite. That's a
1: terrible offsite. Absolutely, that's not the. Offsites are meant to engage and focus your uh, on uh, potentially on on the, the corporate strategy, which may be your part of your vision as a leader. But you need to get them involved, have them interact. You almost
0: want to vanish. You almost want to set yes. it up. Go here's what our goal is, and just fade to the background. Yeah. What do you guys think? And see, how, see, the team, yes, see yeah, how the team. Yes. See how the team functions. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know if you're going to guide and force and have a structured rigid schedule mm-hmm. the off offsite is usually meant to have your team engaged that maybe aren't in the same province same states yes maybe even same countries come together engage with each other personal personal level get to know the business you can share your vision but then step back and let them let them tell you what they see as the vision because maybe your vision skewed you're not
1: on the ground level you're right you're right and that's why it's important to engage all all levels of staff right especially in, in a visionary process because it's like you understand how that's going to affect your level at, as a vice president but how does that affect the gm level or the director level or the manager level you don't know until you talk to them that's right, right. I mean, you could guess or assume, and you might even be 70% right, but you're not 100% right. No, you're So not. I think that's, if we talk about why are off-sites important, that's why it's important. It's also engaging everybody, you know, to come together as one, make sure that the big ship's all pointed in the right direction. You know, you're not going to get 100% of everyone there to be engaged in what that message is. But having off-sites, not being in an office,
0: you know. That get, it away, get it away from the office. Uh, that's why we call it an offsite.
1: your you're interacting with one another but but also be cognizant of, of the people that are at your offsite their personal details you know if you have 40% of your staff that are vegetarian and you want to go to a steakhouse for dinner not steakhouse. a good idea right well, i love a steakhouse yeah. but what if what if you got 4 or 5 vegans out of the 25 employees there's there? a buffet but there's a buffet <laughs> Well, you can sort. You can can go to the steakhouse, but have options set up, set aside for them, right? Yeah, of course. So so keep them in mind. What if nobody drinks and you want to go on a wine tour? I'm not a good idea, right? Like, very be cognizant of the people that are on your team, who you're inviting, and what the actual activities are.
0: Yeah, no, and. some of the offsites I've been to, were, they're golf events. So make sure they're, they're people that are physically fit to do the golfing. We had an embarrassing situation where, unfortunately, we, we wanted to go ziplining. And an individual on the team didn't meet weight requirements. So pretty awkward for the group to go, hey, we're going to go do this. But, you know... Yeah, somebody can't, can't Gary, use, Gary you gotta don't behind. use my dad's name make, in vain make, um, uh, make some cocktails he he, can't, he couldn't go on the zip line so yeah. he, you know what you know what was really cool about that so we, we all found out about the weight requirement yeah none of us did the zip line oh, really? we, we all as a group as man a team man together, together oh, that's and separated yeah. said hey we're not going to do it yeah you know we're gonna go for a run instead. This person over here. <laughs> this person over here. We're gonna to go to all you can eat Mongolian Grill. Uh, yeah, we, we're, we're gonna go. We're, we're gonna drop the zip line and in uh, cons- cons- consolation of this individual, oh, that's we, really we did something cool. else. That's and really cool. Unfortunately, we, we just went to the bar, but yeah, still, <laughs> it's probably not the best thing yeah, to really do. But anxious. we had, but we did walk from the bar. <laughs> we did walk yeah. from there to the yeah. bar. Good, good, good. Um, yeah. So, but. That made the team closer. That For little sure. engagement, going, "Hey, Matt. Hey, buddy. Or hey, you know, Sue. We we got you. You know what? We don't have to do that. We're we're here. We're here together. For sure. And, and our cool. and our leader didn't even think about it. Like yeah, he didn't even think that's the thing. Right. Right. He just assumed that everyone would have a good time and do this awesome zip line through these mountains. It's so you know a, a lot of
1: times I would imagine. So I've never hosted a. An offsite. I've been involved in many, but I imagine a lot of times they're thinking about the content of the delivery of what they're going to say. The planning is done by their coordinator, ex- coordinator, their executive assistant. assistant. Yeah. I want. I want to do something in Kelowna. I want to do a wine tour. Maybe do a hike. Some sort of activity where there's a team engagement. You get that done. Not thinking that there's weight restrictions or people don't eat meats yeah. or, you know, whatever. People don't drink alcohol. Like, those are finite
0: details. Like, you need to know your people. Know your people. Before you before you jump on an airplane or a vehicle or totally. whatever. How cool would that zipline thing
1: would have been if they were like, hey, you know what? We're going ziplining. There is a weight restriction, but hey... Uh, Gary, no, maybe this is a wrong thing. You're using never a lot mind. of names.
0: Yeah. Well, Gary you, was the guy. Yeah, like, that's yeah. my dad. You, no,
1: I asked your dad. You blame my the dad. I'm sticking It's with. not the guy. <laughs> so it's not the guy. But anyway, it's like,
0: no, never mind. That's a Everyone guy. together. Everyone that's together. That's the goal, that's right, the goal yeah. of the off-site yeah. is to allow the people yeah. to engage and, and see the vision through. The off-site isn't for you to tell them constantly or have them, to be honest you can have a small section of hey share a slide deck of how your business maybe is doing and and how can the team help you with your business versus you just pitching your division like that 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 never worked for me well, like totally. how can we bring this all together and work together
1: oh yeah i know you're gonna go into like financials and stuff like that like usually oh my God. AGM that already goes through all that like we don't need that that oh. it's not about that it, it is generally about bringing the people together and yeah you're going to come up with some ideas and, and you have a vision of how you want the team to to come together but but that should be the focus. It shouldn't be, like, here's the numbers, this is the target, and, like, uh, oh, listen to yeah. me talk to myself. Like, like <laughs> I want to hear my own voice. Like, no. Like, if that is...
0: You, we had more... We had better time at the hot tub having just some beers and just being normal and connecting yeah. than we did in the entire eight hours or 10 hour. And don't make them super lengthy. No, it's like a, it's like a slide deck. It's yeah, it, it doesn't, deck. high level. Yeah. Totally. It doesn't have to be an all day thing, but it can be an all day thing of activities where you're doing things. People are out of the office They're Let's say you're, it's almost, and you're like, taken away from your family, right? You're not bringing your wife and kids with totally. you. You're, you were, with your team family, yeah. your business family. So you've left all of them behind. Yeah. And you're alone with them. So you really want to spend the time with them. Well, yeah, I mean it is work. You're at work. It's a work trip, but
1: you should still be, you know, it's it's, it's still professional. It's still professional, yeah. Yeah. but it is it's a, it's, a, it's a team event. It's yeah. a it's a bonding event. Like you, there should be fun. Fun mm-hmm. should be
0: a focal point is what I'm yeah. trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, we're running along here. Yeah, we're. No, what are we talking about? No, we're, we do anything we want. Yeah, this is our podcast. Final episode sponsored of three. by. Uh, our good friends at Casadora's Tequila send <laughs> us as much as you want. We will drink it. We'll sample it. We'll have margaritas every. I
1: podcast. will drink.
0: Yeah, I will drink it with a straw. In yeah.
1: this podcast, Ooh. we're doing another coconut chili margarita, but instead of two ounces of tequila, we're oh, doing three
0: ounces of tequila. <laughs> All right, so okay, let's go. I'm gonna jump off. You're gonna walk us through the recipe, right? Walking through, yeah. yeah walking okay, through. Hold on, hold on coconut I chili, chili. margarita. Hmm.
1: Okay. Huh. What we're going to do here In the shaker We're going to add one ounce of Cazador's tequila Jason likes to free pour So it's going to be about I don't know, One and a half for each of us So Three in total Half ounce of triple sec He's making two drinks so that's going to be an ounce Three quarter ounce of fresh lime juice And a quarter ounce of fresh lemon juice i
0: make one at a time
1: well oh, he's going to do one at a time. Okay, all right. So let me start again. One and a half ounces of Cazadoras tequila, which is a tequila blanco or a, a white tequila. Uh, one half ounce of triple sec, three quarter ounce fresh lime juice, quarter ounce of fresh lemon juice. It has to be fresh. Don't use that squeeze bottle crap. It's, it, it's from concentrate. It's garbage. You're going to do a half ounce of habanero coconut syrup, which Jason, my friend here, as busy yeah. as he is made fresh today so he made it Uh, supposedly it's still kind of warm which (laughs) just joking (laughs) no i think once you shake it on ice it's gonna be fine and you're gonna rim the glass traditionally it's gonna be rimmed in a coconut sugar in our case here all of our margaritas that we that we drink in top shelf podcast is always rimmed with tajin spelled t-a-j-i-n if you've ever been to mexico you know it's pronounced tajin and it is absolutely our preference, and so that's what we're doing. Ooh, that looks spicy! I can see the, I can see the peppers in there. So Jason's mixing it up. If we had a video camera, I would show you guys. Uh, he always makes fun of me when I make drinks for making a mess, and he made the worst mess ever. <laughs> and slow. Like I mean, I thought I was slow. Holy moly, this guy! The history. <laughs> It's been seven minutes. Tell the history. Tell history. You know what? It's it's fun to watch somebody else struggle. Uh, I understand. Hey, he's only done one drink, so he's got, it's, he's got seven more minutes to do another drink. And it's topped with a pinwheel of lime, and oh, boy, does that look fantastic. I mean, from a visual perspective, probably the best-looking drink we've had on top shelf. I'll give you that. Now I know a lot. Of, a lot of classic margaritas add the, um, smell. the egg white, and we don't have any of that. And this recipe doesn't call for it, so we don't have any worries about getting salmonella here. And now he's he's making it like a madman. Look, I, I wish I could show you. <laughs> this is fantastic. Can I try mine, or do I have to wait? Supposed to wait, but not gonna lie. I tried it just a little bit. It was pretty goddamn good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Holy shit! That might be my favorite drink on the podcast too. Not only does it look the best, it's—I uh, should get a photo of that because I know we don't have time. We're gonna put this on the website. Okay, I got the bullet will fashioned cocktail in the background. Oh, like, this is gonna look great. So we will be posted, we'll be live on Spotify and on Google, uh, very shortly here, Amazon, that's how I listen to my podcast. Okay, he's back, baby, he's in, he's in the saddle, next time he's going to make both drinks at the same time, he's learned from his mistakes, here he is, Jason, no, I'm not,
0: that, I don't have a big enough shaker for all these, <laughs> Boom. Let's la, let's mm. Oh, let's do up. let's do that, Hmm. I mean.
1: Absolutely Absolutely good, Right? It's incredible. It's spicy. Mm, it's incredible. Wow. I, my, it, I honestly, did
0: my, I honestly cool. outdid myself.
1: Yeah. Visually it looks incredible. We're gonna show you guys the pictures, but I would say even just from a taste perspective, absolutely incredible. I think it's the coconut. It gives it that. And uh, I don't and even know what the, the word is. Peppers in there. Is.
0: Yeah. This is not. This is. A, this would be a sipper because it's one and a half ounces, but mm-hmm. I'm almost done. This drink, boy, well, it's going down really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Real, really fast, oh. I
1: spilled it all over myself. But okay, okay, we gotta, we gotta end this. We're thing, signing right? out, we're signing out. Okay,
0: signing off. Um, nonos los de secos. Hmm. I don't know what that meant, but hey, <laughs> I mean, it. it sounded pretty good. <laughs> Something
1: about 20, yeah.
0: All right, so we will be into Season 4. Episode 1. Episode 1 in the next week. Yeah. 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 No, we'll say I'm week. going to Washington this weekend, so I'll get a well, fresh it'll be the. It'll be 10 beer. days because it'll be the following Monday. Yeah. Oh, will will that be... March? The, no, the the time change. Mom, Spring forward. Don't rest the Santa Claus. That's your best. <laughs> Alright, everybody. Okay. Thank you. And signing out, this is Jason P. Crow oh, Clint or Littane. Love you guys. Yeah, See love ya. you guys. Bye. This drink is incredible.
1: Absolutely incredible. <laughs>